Welcome to The Right Ingredients, the podcast where we explore the perfect recipe for success in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Brittany Monk, Director of Sales here at Epicure, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this culinary journey through learning the tools, mindset, and habits you need to get the results you want. Welcome to another episode of The Right Ingredients. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode today. Brittany Monk here. So excited for this week. Now, just a quick reminder, we are taking just a quick pause from the podcast next week for the holidays, but join us at the beginning of the new year for a brand new episode. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with our global director, Tara Larson. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tara. Well, thank you for having me. We have been excited to have you. You have so much history with Epicure. So let's just jump right in, Tara. Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Well, I'm a mom to Asia and a fiance to Tim. I'm turning 55 in January, proudly. And, um, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a lawyer because I always like a good debate. Um, or as my mom said, I, I like to argue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I ended up becoming an accountant, um, which I worked at for 12 years. And um, about four years before I left my, as we call it, J-O-B, I um, discovered Epicure at a trade show. So we- that's kind of, uh, oh, and I like, I shouldn't even say like, it's more of a love. I love pickleball. Ooh. I love golf. I like pickleball better. However, <laughs> I do really like to golf. And I also love to travel. And of course, Epicure has afforded me many opportunities to do that. So you met Epicure at a trade show. What was it that brought you to say yes? And was your intention from the beginning to build a business with Epicure or or what was it that made you decide to join? Oh my gosh. Okay. So most people know my, know the answer to this one. It's lemon dilly. I was obsessed (laughs) with lemon dilly. I was allergic to the store-bought mixes. And so I tried the lemon dilly at a party. I was at um, actually of a fellow consultant and um, I was like, I need to have this again. So I used to order direct. I used to order direct from Sylvie when she literally answered the phone. She was like, um, reception. She said, shipping, receiving, packer. Wow. Out of her basement in James Bay. So I can remember talking to her direct and her saying, well, have you tried our herb and garlic? Have you tried this one? And I'm just like, oh, it's just a lemon dilly. But okay, well, yeah, throw one of those in. And I could actually hear her putting it in the box. Wow. So that was really, really um, a fond memory that I have. So, but what happened was when I, at the trade show, there was a lady there with a booth and she had a table. And of course I was like, just give me a bag. And I started loading things into the bag. I don't know. And it was probably $80, $90 worth of products. Cause I was loading up because what had happened was Sylvie had converted over to direct sales and all of a sudden you couldn't just call in because now you were to deal through consultants and um and that's what they called us at the time consultants so um 
when I saw this lady at the trade show, I was just like, oh my goodness, here it is. I think I bought like probably six jars of lemon dilly because I was like, just in case there's, you know, a lemon dilly famine again. So anyways, when I got home, my husband at the time said, well, you just bought all this stuff. And she gave me this book and on the back here. It's got a collection. It's less expensive and more stuff than what you have. You're an accountant. How did you miss that? And I was like, oh, hmm. Well, you know, she kind of talked about that, but I think they want you to do a business. And I said, you know, I'm already swamped. I have, I'd worked 50 hours a week at my job as a controller. I was um, doing books for four or five clients on the side, you know, and in case I had any extra time, I also ran a strata um, for a uh, uh, condominium. So I was like, yeah, no, I have no time for business. However, I went back to the show on the Sunday and said to her, okay, so, you know, my husband pointed out that this collection is less expensive. So if I can buy this and return all this stuff, um, I will sign up or whatever it is you do. However, I don't want to do this as a business. So when you asked, did I start this as a business? Absolutely not. I wanted my lemon dilly. That was it. However, what happened was she said, no problem. Yep. And you, you know, um, I won't bother you. <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't have to do anything. It's all good. And I was like, great, but I can get my lemon dilly anytime I want. So, you know, that's, that's how I uh, came into the business. And it wasn't probably until about four years later um, that I had a reason to really go I mean, I had kind of dabbled in it and I was, um, you know, I had a small business going, but to really take it um, full speed ahead um, was when I, I wanted to stay home with my um, baby at the time, Asia. I love that because it was the lemon deli that brought you in and here you are now impacting thousands and thousands of people just because you love the product so much. It wasn't like this intention for you to grow this incredible business, but you just loved it so much. You couldn't help it. So I love that. Okay. So how long have you been with Epicure? How many years has it been? Oh my gosh. I'm coming up to 26 years, 26 years. So literally from the beginning, which is incredible. So a yeah. long time. You've a been with Epicure. What was that? It was about a year in. A year in, so right, like you said, you saw Sylvia Rochette, the founder, president, literally the receptionist, packer, shipper, everything. So I just think that's amazing. You've been here 26 years. So you shared what kind of was your thought into why you joined. What is it that has made you stay with Epicure? Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, and I forgot to mention about the whole lemon dilly thing. I also... Uh, whenever I meet new people with Epicure or when I'm at a live class, which I love to do live classes, um, I tell the story about the lemon dilly. And what happened just a few years ago is Amelia reached out to me and said, I just didn't know if you knew, but um, your lifetime earnings with Epicure is uh, about $4.2 million. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I'm just reach I just wanted to reach out and share that with you. 
And so what I share at my classes or like at different events or when I'm speaking at different events is that, um, you know, lemon dilly changed my life. And this one little jar is worth 4.2 million more now, because this was a few years ago that she called me. So, um, and that's of course over, that would have been over, I think that was at the 24 year mark that she called early on. However, you know, why did I stay with Epicure? Um, it kind of segues into that. Well, there's a few things that ticks all the boxes. So my mantra or something that I repeat daily affirmation, I guess, is health, wealth, love, and happiness. Because it kind of covers all the areas of life. And so I, what's kept me with Epicure is it literally ticks all those boxes. You know, our products are healthy, helps me feed my family um, healthier. And, um, you know, so that meets the health aspects. And I, I get to share that with others and hopefully um, help others be healthier than, you know, if Epicure wasn't a choice. And, of course, the wealth part, well... At Lemon Dilly, it's four point two billion, and it's growing. So you know, um, it 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 totally fulfills that. But what's most important is the love and happiness part, and I think that's what keeps people anywhere, ultimately. And so, working with so many other women and some men, um, mentoring over the years, helping people become successful in their businesses. Um, you know, that fills my cup, the friendships in our Epicure community, and also the friendships I've made with, you know, customers and hostesses, some of these are lifetime friendships. And I just can't imagine, you know, we call it life BE, like before Epicure, <laughs> because it, it, there's just so many reasons that, um, that I do stay and would continue to stay. You know, people ask me, oh, well, you know, yeah, you're coming up to 55. And, you know, um, I used to share a story early in my career, like I'm, Epicure is gonna retire me by 50 or 55. And I said, you know, the thing is, is I don't ever feel a need to retire from Epicure because like the age old saying, if you do something that you love, you don't work a day in your life. So, you know, I really feel that it just, it just fulfills all, all the things. So, you know, I don't know at what point I'd ever want to retire. I love that. It is so true that, you know, what you're passionate about, what your purpose is, what your mission is, what you get paid for, you've ticked all the boxes. So it's like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to retire from something that brings you so much joy, impacts so many people. You get to travel, you like, you really have it all. You found a way to have it all and help so many people along the way. So that's incredible. And I love what an expensive, who would have guessed the lemon deli? <laughs> what a good purchase you made. I love that story. So right? you mentioned some of this. <laughs> What are some more of the positive impacts that have come from joining Epicare with you, your family, those around you? What are some more of those? Oh, um, there's, I mean, there's too many to count, but just some that come to mind is, uh, of course, really most importantly, as a mom, 
being able to be a role model to my daughter, Asia. I've often shared this story, but she saw every day, you know, me being a self-starter and a hard worker and making sacrifices sometimes when I needed to. Um, I was at most of her events, but not all of her events because, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to weigh out um, uh, what's most important. But Sylvia had shared with us that that is important, that you don't have to be at every single event that creates independence and things like that. So that's the most important thing I think was that I really, I really showed her every day how to be a self-starter, how to, um, you know, make her way in life. And really she's a um, very successful young woman at this point, um, very kind. And, you know, I, I feel like she grew up Epicure and that's the kind of children it creates with our community and role models like um, Sylvie and the CEO, Amelia, to follow for myself. So, um, you know, there's that, but it also allows me to give back. It allows me the time and the financial resources to give back in my community. When I get asked to donate, I don't hesitate. When, um, you know, I once a month, I go and help at our local food bank, filling the hampers that the people come and pick up. Um, and I also, of course, donate a percentage of my um, Epicure income every year to the food bank and also women's transition houses. Um, and I don't know if I would have had the same amount of time or resources to be able to do that if I had remained in my career with Epicure and hadn't chose to stay home and build my business and see where it could go. So, um, you know, there's that. And then it's also afforded me a life where I can be, I say, I, I'm like, I, I got to be a stay at home mom with an executive income. And I would share that with people and they would be like, oh my gosh, how do I be a stay-at-home mom with an executive income? And of course, so it was a really good seed to, to put out there too, especially in my mom's groups and things, because isn't that what we all want to be able to have the best of both worlds, you know? So, I mean, that's just a few things I can think of. I mean, there's just so many benefits of um, having the freedom of time. That's so important to me. I hate being restricted with time. That's one of my big things. And Epicure offers that freedom. Truly um, time freedom is one of the most requested sought after things. People, mm -hmm. you know, don't know how to find it. And yet you found it and then been able to impact. I love what you said about your daughter. They watch us and they learn. And yes. it's an incredible thing that you've done to impact her as well. Those are, we can those say are beautiful. Yeah, thank you. We can say anything we want. You know, like they say, uh, practice what you preach. Uh, we can say anything we want to our kids and say, well, you, you know, you should do this, you should do that. But they just watch what you do. And they learn more 
about, you know, who they want to be or who they don't want to be mm-hmm. in some cases. And, um, you know, so yeah, that was, that was such a gift. And me and my daughter, we have, we are so close. We have such an amazing relationship. And I mean, that is one of the biggest things I cherish in my life. It's incredible. What a, it sounds to me that Epicure has been that vehicle to give you that time, that time, freedom, time with your family, travel, like all these things that you really wanted in life, the things that bring you joy that actually at the end of this life, you're going to really look back on and be proud of. And it gave, it was that vehicle to allow you to have it all. No wonder you stayed here 26 years. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So how do you do it? How do you balance your work, team, customers, family life? What works best for you that could maybe help others trying to figure out how to manage it all? Well, um, usually, I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things I share with new entrepreneurs, um, new ambassadors is to set hours. Whether you want to work one hour a week at your Epicure business, or if you want to work 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week at your Epicure business to set hours. Um, when we have an outside job, of course, they're set for us. However, when you're your own boss, um, it's really important to do that yourself. And of course, you have to be uh, your own best employee too. Um, I used to get to the end of the day and go, okay, if I, uh, you know, putting my boss hat on, would I have been happy if I was the employee with what I produce today. So, you know, being accountable and, um, you know, but setting the hours. And then when I'm at work, I am at work. You know, they, people talk about having like a sign on your door saying, unless you're bleeding, don't knock. <laughs> yes, I am 100% focused. I'm at work. If my mom calls or, you know, Tim needs something, I act as though I'm at a desk job or I have a boss watching and what would I say? And, you know, I'm polite about it, but it's like, oh, I'm just working right now. However, I'm off at four. So how about we talk about that then? And, or I'll, you know, I'll answer my mom's call and just say, oh, you know, I'm in the middle of work. However, I'm off at four. Can I call you tonight or whatever? Um, And then when you're at play, you want to play full out. You don't want your family going, oh, mom's always on her phone. Mom's always got to take that call. Mom's, you know, yes, there's times because we are not in a traditional business where it's not nine to five. However, and I rarely work nine to five. Sometimes I work 11 until seven. Sometimes, you know, I work in the evening. However, when I'm, um, whatever I'm doing, I'm present. I, um, you know, try to be as present as possible. And if, say, I get a business call during a family time, I excuse myself, say, I just need to deal with this. And I deal with it in as little way as possible until I get back to my office. And if it's not something I have to deal with, even if it pops up on my phone, there's a notification, I just look at it and I don't read it on purpose because then when I get back into my office, they'll be highlighted and I can deal with them then. So really about that. And then another thing is booking time for me. And 
it's very, very important, even on a daily basis, to have time, you know, um, for healthy things like working out and, um, you know, planning what you're going to eat and feed your family, things like that. And a lot of times people set that aside. However, if we don't do those things, we're not much good to everybody else. So um, really sticking by booking that time. Um, another big thing is I hire people. And I know a lot of people that uh, or ambassadors um, listening to this may go, well, you know, this is just a part-time income for me or this or whatever. However, I hired people before I could afford it. And every time I did, my business grew to allow me to pay for that because I had more time to spend on IPAs, income producing activities. And the very first thing I did, and I was still part-time home with a young baby, trying to build my business, was what if I could get rid of one thing, what would it be? And I was like, I don't want to clean my house. I don't want to clean the toilet. So I investigated how much that would cost me to have someone come in once weekly. I like to clean home and do that. And then I always did um, gauge everything by how, how many parties, let's call them parties at the time. How many parties does that cost me? How many more parties do I have to do than I'm doing today to afford that? So I still do it today. So the first thing I got was that house cleaner and I have had for 26 years now. It is not a luxury. It's a given. Um, I always, how I gauge it is, I kind of can figure out what I make per hour. And if I can hire someone for less than that, my time is better spent on my business. So, and it might be your time is better spent with your family. There's value in those things too. Time is valuable. Time is the most valuable thing we have. So, um, so there's that, but I also, you know, that's personal, but business as well. So I am an accountant. I don't want to be my own accountant because that's not the best use of my time. I can hire a assistant for less than what I make. I can hire a bookkeeper for less than what I make. I can hire a CA for less than what I make. So I have all three of those and that takes a whole bunch off my plate. And so pretty much anything that I can hand off, I do. And that helps keep my balance. And like I say, you can do that at any level. Um, however, it's very important to often question whether is this something I can get someone else to do? I mean, maybe if you have kids even, you know, um, paying them a small amount or maybe it becomes family um, chores, family. We all, this is what we have to do as a family and, and these, this is everybody's piece. But delegating, sometimes as moms, we feel like we have to do all of it. And, um, and of course, all we do is end up exhausted and no good for anyone, not our business, not our family, not anything. Okay, so those are some of the things I, I do. So many good nuggets. I love how you treat it like a job. And I think that's one of the first thing that goes away when, 
when people choose to become an entrepreneur, it's hard, right? It's hard because other people think, oh, they're just home all the time. Oh, hey, can you help with this? So setting those boundaries of, hey, I'm at work. You know, I get done at four. Can I call you back? I love that advice. Treat it like a job. Treat it like you have a boss watching over you. Treat it like how would you want your employee to be right now? Are they, are you spending the best use of your time? Or are you scrolling on social or distracted? You really have to hold yourself accountable. So I think if you do that, it sets you up for success other places because you're spending the time on the income producing activities, delegate others. I mean, just so many great nuggets in that because that's really, if you can figure out how to just hold yourself accountable, then you're really, you're being more efficient with your time. And you really start realizing like, wow, I I spent what I felt was all day today, but actually only one hour was really truly spent on the activities that would move my business forward. So it's creating your own respect, but then others to respect that time of yours as well. So that was a ton of great. I, I hope that listening in here that you're rewinding back over this part a few times because there are so many good nuggets in this great advice. And I like what you said, Brittany, about treating your business as a business. Oh my gosh, that is the most important thing. When I first started building this, I was like, I'm going to treat this just like I was going to work. I can only work part-time right now. I'm on maternity leave and I'm, um, you know, at that time you could make a certain amount. However, um, you know, I was like, if I wasn't doing Epicure, I would, be needing to go and do something part-time like retail or that kind of thing. The job I was at as a controller couldn't be done part-time. So I was like, it was a a big motivating factor for me to treat it as a business and go, okay, um, if I was working part-time, I'd be working 20 hours a week. When am I doing those 20 hours? And I'm going to apply that to this business that I'm building for me. It's mine. The same as I would as if I was working for someone else. So rather than building someone else's business, I just applied that and built my own. And I always had a help wanted section of the newspaper above my desk on the bulletin board. Cause there's days. Yes. There's even days now where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like getting on the phone. I don't feel like prepping for my party or whatever it is I want to do. However, what happens is, what I used to do is just look at that help wanted ad and go, well, there's the alternative because you're not independently wealthy. So guess what? You got to work somewhere. And that would always keep me on track. So really treating it as a business, realizing that you're an actual business, you can join networking groups. You can join the chamber of commerce. Like you have an actual business that you can take anywhere you want. So true. So many possibilities. And I don't know why it is that we don't take it as seriously because we should. This is your own business. I mean, truly, you just have a ton of support and resources compared to if you did it totally on your own, but it is. So, so true. Great advice. Uh, One thing we learned in our insights of our podcast was a huge portion of our listeners aren't part of Epicure. And so I wanted to ask this question to you've been here 26 years from the beginning, you have been with us through so many updates and changes and all the things. So what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about joining Epicure? Uh, You know, I have always been 
and this has always been my answer when I'm at conferences or when I'm talking to pers uh, people that are considering the business and they say, you know, what's your biggest tip for success? And it's follow the system. That it has always been my three word answer to that question. It's all there. Um, take the training when you start. Immerse yourself like you would for any other job. You know, if you, um, you know, any job that you, you got, and I can't even imagine saying to your boss, oh, you know what? I don't need any training. I'm good. I'll just jump in. I'll wing it. You'd probably be fired in five minutes. How, however, um, adopting that philosophy when you come in to do Epicure or any direct sales job um, or any type of thing um, isn't going to probably uh, give you the best experience. So, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Um, I've never, even as a global director, reinvented the wheel. You will not see me making my own graphics. You won't see me making my own programs. There's none of that. I guide people to where the Epicure information is because that's duplicatable and I don't have to... Um, you know, recreate those things. Epicure gives us everything we need to be successful. All we need to do is sprinkle some of our own jam on it. And, and you know, I always say, what are you going to add to Epicure? How are you going to make your Epicure business unique? And, you know, uh, what value are you going to add? So that would be my, my, um, my advice to someone looking at it. And then finally always come from a place of service not sales so you know how can the products help them benefit them make their life easier save them money um you know save their health that's what's on my business card save time save money save your health love that and i i think you've shown that in the 26 years you've been with us you have that servant heart and as you came in for that lemon jelly dog, I mean, jar, dilly jar, um, who would have ever imagined that you would have, here you have this multi-million dollar business impacted many people, just so many things have happened. And it's because you came in and then you saw the opportunity and you chose to serve and bring others and help them. And I love that thought too of, come with an open mind and everything's here for you. I think sometimes people may see you as intimidating, like, oh gosh, I couldn't do what Tara does. So I love that you shared that. I, I don't create anything. I duplicate because that's what makes people successful is that they can relate and duplicate. And you've done that too. So thank you so much, Tara, for sharing all these nuggets today. It was so good. And I can't wait to listen back to it myself and take more notes. Uh, thank you for spending the time. Thank you for being with Epicure all these years and the impact you've made. We just really appreciate taking the time with us today. Well, thank you for having me on. And I am just so thankful and grateful that Epicure found me and thankful to my, you know, to Sylvie and Amelia and also my Larson Global Organization. It just, it all just fills my heart. Oh, well, you deserve it. And we're just lucky to have you too. So thank, thank you. you so much, Tara. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Right Ingredients. 
We appreciate your support and look forward to having you with us on the next exciting episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view us on your favorite podcast platform. You can stay in touch with us too on social at Epicure Official for updates, additional content, and to share your feedback. And always remember, when you get the ingredients right, everything else follows. Until next time, take care and stay tuned for more here on the Right Ingredients Podcast.